11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Jasmine Spencer. Jasmine, how's it going? Everything is good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, let's just go back in time. Like, what, what was your first memory of just playing soccer? My first memory has to be just at the park with my two older brothers. Uh, they're definitely the reason I started kicking the ball in the first place. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't even like a team sanctioned event or anything just like fun with the fam all right yeah i like that um now i always ask everybody like growing up did you get to play like uh high school soccer and club soccer or did you have to choose yeah i think i was right at that cutoff where i could still play high school um (laughs) which was fun i got to play with like all my friends that i had growing up and then i think a couple years after me they they put those rules in where you couldn't play high school and club Gotcha. Was it was like high school? Was high school soccer like too easy for you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say too easy. Our program was not very good. Um, There was like not a lot of interest or participation really when I was coming through. Like in middle school, I actually played JV in eighth grade just because Mm -hmm. they needed numbers. Um, So I think like it was a challenge because we just didn't have the best team. There was like a handful of us really that like played club and had been playing for a while. So it was really like we were just pulling the weight for the team. So it it was a good little challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha. And then uh, what was your recruiting process like uh, to college? It was kind of late. I, um, I played at a really good elite club team but not until I was a sophomore in high school. So up until then, I I played for my dad in like a division three, like Long Island junior soccer league team. Um, and then I made the switch because I was like, you know what? I really want to try and play in college. And he's like, okay, well then we need to get you on a club team that's going to get you to tournaments and showcases. So I didn't make that transition until I was a sophomore <laughs> in high school. Um, so I was kind of late in the recruiting process, but I, I went to like the number one team in the state and we were also good. Our whole team went D one, which is like incredible. Um, but I was still pretty late in, in the recruiting process. Yeah. So what, what was the ultimate decision that you picked, uh, Maryland? It was tough. Actually. I wanted to go to UNC Wilmington. Mm-hmm. That was like my dream school when I was a little kid. Cause I wanted to be a Marine biologist and they had like the best program. Right. I visited both schools in the same week and like loved Wilmington. Like it's like right, right on the beach. And I grew up at the beach, you know, being from Long Island. And then 
right before I was going to commit there, uh, the coach called me and was like, we just signed a kid from North Carolina, so we're not going to be able to have as much scholarship money as you deserve. He was so nice. Like, he could have just got me to come to the school regardless, knowing that it was my, like, top choice. But he was like, I think you deserve more. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll go to Maryland. And <laughs> honestly, it wound up being the best thing for me. Like, I loved it there. Um, I loved the school. It was so fun being a part of that program and seeing, like, how we could take it to a whole new level. And, yeah, it all worked out how it was supposed to in the end. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, what what was your overall experience like at Maryland? I loved it. It was like honestly my home away from home. It was such like a big sports school. All the sports teams supported one another. Like the football and basketball guys would come out to our games and we would go support like volleyball and field hockey and just like we were one big family, the whole athletic department, which was really cool and um, I just loved being a part of a big school and a big campus, and it wasn't too far from home either. It was just like a quick four-hour drive if I felt like I was missing my family. So it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what, so what did you end up studying there? I, I wound up studying biology. They had a marine biology program, but they suspended it right before I came in as a freshman. Um, but I always loved science, so I, yeah, was a bio major. All right. Then I got to ask, like, when was it like in your point of your career, like either was it in like college before college, like that you thought you could go pro? I felt like that's what I always wanted to do from like watching the 99ers. I didn't even know at the time, like there wasn't like a professional league back then. I think mm-hmm. Wusa came around when I was like 12 and then folded and the WPS didn't exist when I first went into college. So I just was like, I want to be like the 99ers. And if that meant like competing at the highest caliber in college, like that's what I was going to do. And then obviously the WPS came, I think my sophomore year in college, Mm -hmm. it came back. Um, And so from like my sophomore year, which also happened to be like my first breakout season in college, I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go pro. I'm going to get drafted no matter what I do. All right. But but was there like a, Was there like a moment that or anything that changed that you were like, like you knew you could be like a pro player? Uh, I I feel like I always had that belief in myself. I I don't necessarily think that there was one moment where I for sure, for sure thought it was possible. I just like knew I wanted to do it and was going to like make it happen no matter what. All right. I like that. Um, Yeah. So you just brought up uh, the WP, the PS, um, you got drafted uh, in the fourth round, but for those that don't know, it was 21st overall, so that's it's not like a real fourth round in my eyes either. Um, so what, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was the greatest day of my life, honestly. It was, <laughs> we didn't have like a real draft experience. I think mm-hmm. they like streamed it on the computer, and I was at like my best friend's house, and like all of us were gathered around my laptop, and I... I, I don't even know what time of day it was, but I, it felt like I was sitting there for 20 hours, to be honest, just like mm-hmm. waiting for my name to get called. And it started getting later and later, as you said, it was fourth round, but I think there were, it was such a small draft because I think there were only maybe eight teams, maybe seven mm-hmm. or eight teams in the league at the time. So there wasn't that many people to pick 
from. And so as it got later and later, I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know if this is going to happen. And then when I saw my name popped up, I just started, like, jumping up and down and screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. See, this is, this is just, like, crazy because it was only, like, uh, nine. I mean, I guess nine years ago now. But it was just, like, there was only so – it was just, like, limited spots. And it, it just seemed like mm-hmm. – I don't know. It's crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, and then and then the following year, uh, the NWSL evolved into um, the that was their inaugural season, and then you joined them. Um, what was it like to just now? I mean, now it's getting it's growing and growing just to be in that league. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and it, like you said, that was only nine years ago. But to see the growth of women's soccer in this country in those nine years has been incredible, and to be a part of it has been so rewarding. Um, when I first got into the NWSL, I was like coming back from overseas because we we hadn't had a league for those like eight nine months, um, and I felt like confident that I could play, you know, at that level. But it was like a whole different ball game. You know, everybody was returning from playing overseas. All the mm-hmm. not like not even the top national team players in America, but internationals as well. And it just felt like a whole nother level being in those preseasons. And I actually got cut from the breakers preseason and then went and tried out for sky blue and spirit and wound up making the spirit roster like the last day in April, right before the first game. Um, but it was like really, really, really eye opening of just like, oh, this is what it's like to be a real pro, you know? Um, So looking back on it, it's just like, wow, I've I've come so far. Yeah, definitely. And what about like, I don't like, what was the difference differences in like the leagues? Like say your first game in the, in the WPS and the, in the first game in, in the NWSL. Yeah. So the WPS, I never actually got to play an official game in because the league folded right before um, preseason started. And so we had that like small summer league where it was like most of the WPS teams were involved in the league, but a lot of the top players had gone to Europe. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a hybrid of like college kids who were out of college or like going to be seniors in college and like those who hadn't committed to playing overseas yet. So I felt like, I did well in that summer league, so I was like, I'm ready. Like, I can take on the NWSL. Like, I I just did good in this little four-month, you know, warm-up league. And then having all the talent, I guess, come back into one league, um, it just, like, upped it a whole nother level. The speed of play, the physicality. um, And, again, you know, I played in the ACC. I'm like, I'm used to playing against the top players, but it's it's another level when it's for money and and it's grown women for sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I know you mentioned uh, just playing overseas. Just like I know you played in a couple of different countries. What's it? What's it been like? Uh, just like traveling the world. Yeah, I think that's my favorite part of being a professional. I've I've gotten to go to so many cool places and meet so many um, amazing people and and places I never thought I would go. The first place I went to was Denmark, and I couldn't even point it out on a map when I first was figuring out I was heading there to be honest. And I loved that. That was such a great experience. I think it changed me and made me a better person and, and for sure a better player because I got to learn so many different styles of the game and kind of grow and, you know, build to my own arsenal to make me a more complete player. What about, what was your favorite place to play overseas? Oh, that is tough. <laughs> um, 
I really, really, really loved playing in Denmark. I just like it was like cool being in Europe, and I got to play in Champions League. But Australia is such a beautiful country, um, and I had amazing weather that I feel like I'll give the nod to the Australian W League. All right. Um, yeah, and then just like going into, um, I know in 2019 you you tear you tear, you tore your ACL. Um, what was your just like mentality of just like trying to get back? Yeah, that was like such an interesting time because I felt like I was really in my prime and playing the best soccer and I Mm -hmm. had really high goals and expectation for myself. So when I first tore my knee, I knew immediately and I was kind of like, I felt like time froze and I was like, shoot, like this is really terrible, but I felt like you know what so many people have come back from this like Mm -hmm. in that moment I was like you know what I'm gonna be fine I didn't really want to let it define me and so I just like walked back out to the field after halftime and like finished the game with a smile on my face and really for the rest of my rehab just felt like so motivated to come back and be better than I was before um I think the hardest part honestly was at the tail end of my rehab when um, COVID had broke out and really slowed everything down and mm-hmm. not being able to really know whether I was going to be able to play, not so much play again, but like when I was going to play again. Yeah. Um, and so that was really the hardest part. Like, I feel like I put in all the work and did everything I needed to, to return to the field. And then bam, like, we don't even know if we're going to have the season. Yeah. Um, so that, that part for sure was tough. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Yeah, definitely. And I forgot to ask you, what about, what was your first, can you take me through your first goal in the, the NWSL? Oh, yes. I will never forget it. Um, We were playing Kansas City. I was playing for Western New York Flash, um, which is now the North Carolina Courage. Before they moved, we were up in Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we were playing Kansas City, and I got, like, an outlet pass from Sam Kerr. Like, she – I think it was off of a corner kick or something. Someone played her long, and it was just, like, me and her, and I peeled out, and she played me a long ball over the top. And the turf was, like, so weird up there, so it took a weird bounce. But I'm so small, I just, like, headed it down to myself. And once I beat the first defender, all I saw was the goal. And I was just, like, go to goal, go to goal, go to goal. And then um, I shot it and hit. watching it hit the back of the net, like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. But I was, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been more happy in my life than scoring that first goal. Oh, that's awesome. Did you Did you get to keep the ball? I didn't get to keep the ball. Oh, we uh, didn't have very many resources back oh, then, yeah. so honestly, we didn't have any extra balls to spare. But I, uh, my first professional hat trick I scored uh, playing in Australia, and I did get to keep that ball, um, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. See, this is just like crazy, and just uh, I mean, I mean, it's just weird, just because it seems like it's like 50 years ago, but it's not that long ago that everything is just on the rise now though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right. So going back to this previous uh, season, um, just what was your experience like in the, the quote unquote bubble? Um, 
yeah, the bubble was, it was kind of crazy. So our state wasn't open yet. So we actually were in a bubble for an extra month. Our first mini bubble, we were in Montana um, for all of preseason leading up to the Challenge Cup. And then uh, when we went to the Challenge Cup, we were the only team in our hotel um, so it was kind of nice cause we had a little bit more freedom where I know like mm-hmm. a lot of teams weren't even allowed on other floors because they weren't allowed to interact. We had like two full floors to ourselves, So it seemed like one ginormous penthouse to be honest. Um, but it, it was intense. It was fun, like to compete tournament style, but it was also really intense. We had like a game every three days. So, and with a new coach, you know, Farid had mm-hmm. only come in that first year and, with COVID, we didn't get a full preseason. So we had like four and a half weeks with him and then bam, right into the tournament. So I'm really looking forward to doing it again this year because I think we've had a little bit more time to get a feel for his style of play and how actually to be most efficient in a tournament style competition. And yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, definitely. And weren't, yeah, weren't you guys the first pro lead to come back, right? Yep, yep, we were. And we did it safely, which was... Yeah like credit to our whole medical task force that um, we went through the whole event without having any positive COVID tests. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And since you've been in the league since uh, it's inception, um, just like I know we've been talking about the growth, but I know it also did like record breaking numbers this year of viewership. Uh, Like what does that all mean to you? I think it's huge. I think, you know, for so long, we've all felt like we were just doing this for the love of the game and to finally kind of get those just dues and recognition to be seen and celebrated for, you know, the incredible athletes that we are. It's it's so fulfilling and it's exciting, you know, um, to see what the future is going to hold and, and to know that all the young girls watching can really, really aspire to be professional soccer players one day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, you ready for the five Quincy questions? Yes, I'm ready. These the, 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 they go deep, so you're gonna have to think hard. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the most important quality or skill uh, you feel has made you successful as a pro player? It's confidence. It's really hard to be a professional athlete. I think in any sport. Uh, and it is a tough lifestyle and, you know, there's only limited opportunities for you to stay on a roster and you have to believe that you can do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? Uh, thinking they have time. I, you know, luckily went through majority of my career without a major injury, but, um, if I could go back, I would definitely just like be more in tune with my body and and my approach to the game would be so different so I could, you know, ensure that I had longevity in the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, even with the, the torn ACL thing, just like 10 years ago, it wasn't as easy to get through it as it is now, like all the new mm-hmm. technologies and things like that. Yep. Um, what, what advice would you give to a young player trying to make a pro league? Um practice, 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 and not just the technical side, but study the game um, and really learn it and understand it from a, from a tactical side as well. I don't know if I said technical before messing, messing up my T's, but um, yeah, just being a complete student of the game. Definitely. Definitely. Um, These next two could be um, soccer related or or life related. 
Um, what what's something that you that or what's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Hmm. <laughs> There's no such thing as luck. All right. I feel like people use that all the time, and I I would disagree. I think that there is a smidge of luck um, that goes into making it to the highest level, whether it's timing or you know like my first contract that I signed, like somebody had gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that that's lucky. You know, they just happen to be looking for another forward. Um, you obviously have to be ready when those chances come, but I do think that there is a small bit of luck that goes into it. All right. I like that. Um, what's something that you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? Um, I think, I actually did this and took a a gamble. So I'm kind of lying, but I started my own business and that's actually how I felt. I was like, it's too much. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Um, And it's a lot of, you know, responsibility to invest in yourself. But then when I tore my ACL, I had time and I just did it. So (laughs) I don't know if that's true. No, No, I like that. (laughs) No, no, because people actually do say that that one a lot. Like I want to start my own business, but I'm, I'm scared to do it. So yeah, all right. So tell me, yes, tell me about your business. It's Jazz It Up, right? Yep, Jazz It Up. It's a sustainable lifestyle brand. Um, the mission is to inspire and educate people to lead an eco-conscious life. Um, and yeah, I it's a lot of work, but I absolutely love it. Like I'm really passionate about the environment and giving back and helping people. And I feel like I've not been able to do that to the extent I've wanted until I started the business. Um, so I'm, I'm loving every challenge, every new thing I learn and just continuing to grow along the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I, I believe um, the black players for change just uh, collabed or partnered with um, the NWSL, right? Yeah, so we have kind of our like sister group to yeah. theirs called the the BWPC Black Women's Player Collective, um, and they've been so good and just kind of showing us the ropes and how to get us established as an official organization. And um, we've collaborated on building mini pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two that are up and running um, right now, and Hawthorne. Um, California and I actually forget where the other one is off the top of my head right now but yeah I, I think you know they have been really inspiring and in all that they've been able to do and and we're excited to kind of follow their lead and and be able to extend it to um, young girls as well yeah that's awesome um, are you ready for some fun questions yeah all right uh, who would you want to do uh, like a jersey exchange with either like in the MLS or like overseas or like I mean, any women's player, like anybody. Oh <laughs> man, that's so hard. So many, so many. So right, many right, let's do, let's do, let's do your top three, top three. I feel like it would be so cool to exchange a Jersey for a Lear leotard with Simone Biles. All right. Like I would, I would rock that. Um, Oh, who else? Oh my goodness. So many people. I, I've actually had the pleasure of playing with probably the greatest of all time in the women's game, like Abby Wambach, Carly Lloyd, Marta, Alex Morgan. I've been all their teammates, so mm-hmm. I'm cheating a bit because I have 
had them sign some of my own jerseys. But if I didn't play with them, any of them suffice. And then I think I would throw it back to my first um, idol, Thierry Henry. That would be cool. All right, that's cool. I mean, he's he's around. He's in the MLS still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not too far actually. <laughs> um, what about what do you what do you like to do in your free time? Um, right now I'm putting a lot of work into my business. Without <laughs> that, I'm just like I love the outdoors. So anything in and around the water, um, I'm there. All right, that's dope. Um, I think I kind of know the answer to the next one. Uh, what do you what do you want to do like after your career? <laughs> yeah um i'll probably dive head first into into jazz it up and see mm-hmm. how far i can take it what about anything in marine biology yeah i i think about that all the time i've partnered with a couple of organizations who do like beach cleanups and have worked alongside some incredible marine biologists i don't know if i could go back and do all the schooling, but I think definitely working, you know, volunteer or on some capacity with, with a Marine foundation would be incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, could you let the listeners know where they could follow you on social media? Uh, yeah. On Instagram, you can follow me at J Spence three, J A Y Spence number three. And on Twitter, it's jazz it up jazz underscore it underscore up boom again uh, appreciate it and uh, best of luck this season thank you so much that was great uh yeah so we're releasing this um in march for women's uh month okay awesome quincy mariqua here and thanks again for listening if you enjoyed today's episode please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.